BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Check out the John and Ken on demand. We will be posted up this day's show. You can already listen to yesterday's, but this day's show will be put up there just after 4 o'clock at KFIAM640.com or on the iHeartRadio app. For a second, I thought John was there. I heard something. No. Nope. No, that's that was... me. It's me, Ken. Uh, I'm in the studio. That's very exciting. That's Blake Trolley. All right. Hold on one second. <laughs> Calm down, Blake. It's not everybody's, your turn. Everybody's mics are hot and they're ready. Cause, yeah, because Deborah Mark usually leans in to do the news. <laughs> You're leaning in for your bit here on the fires. Uh, one thing I just want to mention before we go, and I don't want to call both of you this, but this will be a big phrase on the show today. You're a lying, dog-faced pony soldier. That's Joe Biden. Uh, he used it again. He's used it on the campaign trail. He used it when he stopped in Vietnam to speak. And You're a lying, dog-faced pony soldier. Yeah, that's it. We'll be going to, uh, of course, uh, Bidenville later on this hour. One of the big stories today, uh, depending on where you lean on this, is that they're going to open an impeachment inquiry into the president over his business dealings and his dopey son, Hunter. And I'll give you all the details on that. And I'll tell you why Biden himself is a lying dog face pony soldier based on something he said yesterday on the 9-11 anniversary. All right, Blake Trolley is sitting in the studio because we're looking for a suspected arsonist who set six fires within a couple of hours in lovely Reseda. Blake, what's the deal on, on this story? You know what's funny, Ken? 14 fires have been started in the last three days. And when I called the L.A. Fire Department, they said at this time, actually, they're not saying whether or not there is a serial arsonist uh, on the loose. 
So with 14 fires set in three days, they have yet to uh, reach that conclusion. That is something that investigators are looking into. Are they all in the Reseda area, They're these all, 14 fires? Yeah, they've all been in the Reseda area. Six happened overnight last night, and these fires were started in a really quiet residential area. I was there this morning. It's a beautiful little neighborhood, actually. Uh, one of the concerns I had immediately just being inside this neighborhood was the vegetation, or I guess you could just say that the canopy that surrounded this neighborhood. One of the fires started, and I posted video of this to my Twitter at Blake Trolley, if anybody wants to look at it, was uh, leaves in the back of a pickup truck. So it looked like a pickup truck that was used for some sort of landscape business. There was a bunch of brush, debris, leaves, things of that nature that were probably cleared from yards, things like that, that were set on fire. And the video has been posted of firefighters putting that fire out, but it absolutely charred this truck. But above that truck and above a lot of these homes are these big pine trees that canopy over these streets. So you have a potentially very dangerous situation if any of these fires spread to homes or buildings or anything like that. I want to go to this first soundbite, Ken. Mm -hmm. uh, as of right now, uh, uh, and I want to say this, this was a warning I actually got from the uh, L.A. Fire Department, was there is a photo of a woman circulating. You'll see it on different news websites, and they say she's a person of interest. Well, how it's been described to me is actually she's somebody that firefighters are looking to speak to. Apparently, a photo recently surfaced of a quote-unquote person of interest in one of these arson uh, cases or one of these serial arson cases. And the person that was circulating uh, was a delivery driver. Who just happened uh, to be near one of these. Well, so that, you have to check out everything, right? Investigators want to be very careful that they're not saying this is definitely the person. Right, but this yeah. is somebody they say was close to one of the fires. And, you know, not to rule anything out. They just also don't want to rule anything in. Um, so, yeah, I want to go to bite one. This woman says uh, she thinks this is uh, the work of homeless people. Um, I believe homeless people are. You know, they've been in and out of this area. So, um, yeah. Um, that's what I'm assuming, but yeah, it seems more likely that they're doing it. How many homeless people have been in the area recently? Um, I've seen like about eight to 10. Just walking around. This is a pretty quiet residential neighborhood. A lot of trees lining the streets. You're saying eight to 10 are just kind of walking around this neighborhood. Walking around this neighborhood. That's so a there's lot not a real, for, there's not an encampment, she's saying, but there's just homeless people wandering the neighborhood. Which is quite a few if you took a look at this neighborhood. I guess the best way to describe it, it's almost a woodsy kind of neighborhood. I mean, that, like uh -huh. I said, there's this kind of pine tree canopy. The homes are real quaint, real nice landscape, and all of the yards are people out walking around. So the idea that there's that many homeless people living in that, uh, that neighborhood came to me as a little bit uh, of a surprise. I spoke with another guy. We'll go to him. He says that, you know, in his mind, the, the neighborhood the valley it's changing the valley I've, I've grown up here my whole life you know i've been here since 1986 and it's just it's terrible to see what's going on here yeah is it uh, hard to go to sleep at night knowing that there's this you know uh arsonist going around definitely yeah i mean every almost it seems like every hour we're getting an update on citizen that something's going on around here so yeah it, it's it's scary to look at your phone and, and see what's going on especially last night i think they said it was like six or seven fires that were set up and down Reseda. so Hitting way too close to home now. He said his phone was going off with that Citizen app. His phone just kept going off and off. And, and, and as it kept going off, he kept getting more and more concerned. He lives just down the street. I mean, just really across the street and a few houses down from where that, uh, that truck had caught fire.
Yeah. Now, one of the other fires, it says here rubbish fires. Whoever's doing this is lighting up trash cans or something like that. Or I mean, remember the fires that were occurring? I think it was earlier this year. It was like carports were being set on fire. I'm just wondering what this person's burning besides this truck that had rubbish or trees in the back. Or Yeah, well, we heard about the arsonist. I don't know if you remember. There was the arsonist. This is, I don't know. You know, Ken, it's, I, I grew up in Southern California, but I've only been doing news here the last couple of years. This year has seemed like a hot year for arson. Do you remember the... I think there was Sunland to Hunga, maybe, or up in that yeah, area. There was, there was some guy on his bicycle who was setting fires. Remember that story? Yeah, I covered that one. There's been an there was an arsonist out in Long Beach and now in Reseda. So this is starting to become kind of a bubbling issue. And they're usually homeless remember. people, which is probably a good guess by those residents you talk to. Because what else are they doing? You know, the early hours is wandering around looking for trouble sometimes because they're out of their minds. And like I said, eight to ten for that small neighborhood is a concerning number. Um, I mean, again, just give the, the look, you know, just the way that neighborhood felt. It just seemed like, wow, that's actually quite a few uh, yeah. that she was naming there. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what investigators find. I called them right before we did this hit to see if there was any update. Are they pointing this to one arsonist? Is it copycatism? These are all things when I spoke to them this morning, they said that they really want to remain open because anything is possible. And they're they're trying to remain objective uh, in their investigation. <laughs> but as we've seen in other cases, some, a lot of times this comes down to one person. And something about a woman, possibly a woman, has been doing this. Did you hear that too? Yeah, and that's what I was saying. So there's this photo of this woman circulating on the internet, but uh, investigators are being really careful to to paint her as they're saying, yeah, we're interested in speaking with her. Person we- of interest, that's all, right? That's what they're supposed to say. It's just a person <laughs> of interest. Somebody we want to talk to, not a suspect. That's that's the word you don't want to use, right? Exactly. Well, when you hear about that Lyft driver, the delivery driver who was just yeah. caught on camera near one right. of these fires, I can see where they uh, they end up getting that careful. But yeah, we'll we'll be watching for updates. You know, the, one of the last things that the uh, PIO told me is this story is far from over. You know, we'll be sure to update you guys when uh, we get more. But scary stuff. I mean, yeah. and especially when you give. I mean, if you saw the canopy in this neighborhood, and you saw where this truck is sitting right under a big pine tree leaves on fire. I mean, this could potentially get really dangerous. And you said 14 fires with six just overnight in the two hour or so period. So the other eight were sometime in the last few days, do you know? Or? Yeah, it's, it all happened in the last three days. You have 14 oh, fires in really three days. this is a really crazy person. Yeah, this is a really, really crazy person. Trash and they're, cans, they're all happening brush. in the early morning hours, pretty much? Yeah, all happening at, uh, yeah, off hours of the day and, and trash cans, brush, uh, things of that nature. The, the most uh, pressing, I guess you could say, was this car that had the the, the leaves in the back that was charred. And I, I urge people to take a look at the video just to see. I mean, this car got just charred, Ken. Yeah, well, that was probably hard to resist from the arsonist going by and seeing a pickup truck full of leaves in the back. They're like, oh, man, jackpot. All right, Blake, thank you very much for that report. All right, thanks, Ken. All right, Blake Trolley, KFI News, covering the arsonist who has struck in Reseda. 14 fires over the last couple of days, including six overnight. Looks like most of the damage is to this pickup truck that was full of leaves, but good Lord. How horrifying is that to know that we already live in, quote, a fire zone, a tinderbox in Southern California, which has been kind of the good news this past summer into the fall. We haven't had a big fire problem, but now we got someone... Uh, marching around either on a bike or walking around, setting fires in the Reseda area. Another arsonist story. Uh, more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI, AM 640. We're live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. 
John has got some time off. I'm here with Deborah Mark. And Deborah Mark, I tried to find an update on the story we did yesterday about the couple that apparently, well, ended up their little pit bull puppy ingested some fentanyl and had to be revived with Narcan. I did see that that couple has a long, big surprise, drug arrest history. No. Yeah. So, because what we were waiting to see is whether or not they were going to get the dog back. But now it says that uh, they're going to hold on to it, one of the shelters, uh, until the case is resolved. I, they think they're out on bail, but until they're actually convicted of this animal abuse and drug possession, whatever else they were picked up on, they're probably just going to stand by and wait and see. And I think there's the a hearing next week to determine yeah. whether they... Yeah. I think you should run down there and adopt that little pit bull puppy. I, you know, John. Then he'll grow really big I, and swallow up your two small dogs. I know, and and my husband doesn't want me to get another dog. Remember, John asked that question last week on the air. Somebody like you who loves animals, how come you only have two? And I said, well, that's because my husband doesn't want me to get any more. So right now, two is 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 the limit, unfortunately. All right. So let's suppose that your husband was out of the picture. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. <laughs> How many dogs would we be talking? Well, then I'd be all alone. I, I don't know if I if I would be able to walk three dogs on my own mm-hmm. safely with coyotes in my neighborhood. All right. I see dog walkers like eight sometimes. Oh, I know. That's, it's kind of I, fascinating to watch them go down the street with like eight dogs. But yeah, they're all, you know, they do the training thing. They're all well-behaved. They all yeah, stay Yeah, but just wait together. for a coyote or something like that to attack. How are you going to control eight dogs? We have a story in Lake Los Angeles that, uh, well, you're not going to like it, but Animal Control went there and uh, 60 puppies and dogs are discovered starving. I, I did see that. Sick uh, and living in squalid uh, conditions. 21 puppies either died or in such bad shape they had to be euthanized. So this is one of these crazy people that either thought they were some sort of breeder, right, because there was a bunch of recent litters of puppies, or they just was out of control. They didn't get the dogs spayed or neutered. So they just started reproducing, and this crazy person just let them uh, run around the house. The, the 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 dogs basically the house is overrun. The whole property with the animals. When a when a when a nearby neighbor's house caught fire, they left the property, leaving the animals behind. She said those animals wandered onto the nearby property, and that's when someone finally called, uh, you know, police and animal control to come take a look at it. But uh, Ken, you don't have a dog. I do not have a dog. Okay, no. I would like you to go in and and uh, rescue one of these sixty poor dogs. These little puppies. Yeah. yeah. What do they look like? I'm very particular. You so. know what? There were some cute ones. I was watching the news this morning before I came to work, and there were a lot of really cute ones. I think you might uh, like one of them. You know, like those inbred dogs we were talking about last week in South America <laughs> that just wandered the streets of strays? No, They no, all look the same, no. like some sort of collection of German shepherds. They're all different types, Ken. Mastiff thing and some other weird thing. And What do you want? What kind of a dog do you want? No, I don't. I can't handle a dog. I travel a lot, and uh, well, you'd have to come normal. here and take care of all the dogs. So. Oh. Yeah. Would you pay me? And I, <laughs> no, you have the love of your heart for animals. Oh, I would just come all the way out by you. And I heard you do that rodeo story, so I guess the uh, uh, the uh, Orange County Fair is no longer going to have rodeo. Is yeah, that what the, that's what it looks like. It's like the story. I mean, I'm I'm happy about that, but yeah, no, other people are not. No, no, other people are not. It's probably a very popular thing. As I told you, I went there years ago and I sat on an elephant. Oh, that was the big excitement. <laughs> I, I cannot not imagine you sitting. I, I, 
I think you did. You send me a. I know you sent me a picture of you on a camel. I don't know if you sent me. Oh uh, no, of the you elephants a long time ago. I don't think I even knew you well then. This is like okay. twenty years ago. I went with a friend. I took her down there, and we both saw that the Orange County Fair had these uh, elephants that you could. You don't really ride them, although they took a few steps. But the idea was to get the picture. But you know, looking back on it, do I feel like that's just horrible? <laughs> I mean. They didn't seem to mind. It's well, you, how really do you know, blessed. right? How do you know whether they mind or not? They can't tell you. That that's why I don't I don't ride horses, and I'm not going to ride a camel, and I don't want to ride an elephant. And and look, you guys do you, so you don't need to call into the moist line complaining about that. I'm just saying I personally don't want to contribute to uh, riding. Yeah, those you wouldn't animals. even ride a horse, would you? No, but I did when I was little. I did. Yes, I yeah, rode I rode ponies. a horse in Iceland, and it was a lot of fun, and the horse was uh, having a great time. Oh, uh, it Yeah, was? she kept going down. Yeah, because by taking her for a walk, she was able to eat the brush and would stop every few feet to have a little snack. Oh. And I think she liked that rather than just being back in the stalls where Perhaps. the horses are kept. Some are then just afterwards, I gave her a little treat, and then she came up behind me and gave me a nudge for another treat. Oh, Ken, that's so cute. You're not going <laughs> to ride a camel in Israel? No. Oh. I'm not. That was such a cool part of the trip. No. <laughs> oh, you no. did that, Eric? Oh, I don't yeah. do that. Yeah, I rode a camel in Morocco, right? Uh, it was kind of unpleasant, too, because I just don't sit well in these saddle situations. I <laughs> yeah, just that part was uncomfortable. But I just... have very tight hamstrings, and the whole thing is just not a pleasant experience. Camels, horses, elephants. The elephant was the worst, because that's obviously the widest part. You have to get yourself all your legs <laughs> over. But none of the three would I really want to repeat. But you did have a good time, Eric, on the camel. Oh, yeah, it was cool. I was on a birthright trip with a whole group of people, and we got to go across the desert in Israel on camels. It was, it was awesome. So you're recommending it when Deborah Mark takes her trip, huh? Oh yeah. No. No, she's. No, I just, I just don't. I, I, I see the camels and they don't look happy. <laughs> All right. When we return, we'll be going to Bidenville. A big story today or not? The Speaker of the House, California's own Republican uh, McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, announces that the the impeachment inquiry into President Biden is going to begin. Meanwhile, President Biden was nowhere near ground zero yesterday for the 9-11 commemoration, but he was in Alaska, and I got to tell you, he is a lying dog-faced pony soldier. Got to say it. Coming up next, Johnny Ken, KFI, AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. We'd like to formally welcome you to the rest home of old Joe. Welcome to Bidenville, everyone. All men and women created by go, you know the you know the thing. There's a man on the moon or whatever, you know, something, or you know, whether those aliens are here or not. I, I commuted for 36 years as pres- vice president of the United States. Happy birthday, dear Valentine. Happy birthday to you. I was on the television. On television, I was on the telephone. Every time I hear hail the chief, wonder where the hell is he? Turn around and where? Where's the? Where's the president? What? what I can't remember it. I was in the foot, him, uh, foot, foot Excuse me, the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping. For Secretary of Health and Education, I nominated Javier Bacaria. President Harris is a proud Howard alum. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. I got them. $1.9 trillion relief so far. Kleptocracy. Yeah. Kleptocracy. The guys who are the kleptocracies. Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here. And now, mm. to give you a tour of Bidenville before your extended stay, here's John and Ken. Well, it's been a tough couple of weeks for old Joe because he's had to travel. Doesn't really like to travel, I'd rather just go back to Delaware and sit in the basement or on the beach. But he had to go to this G20 conference in India, and somebody said, well, while you're there on the way back, we'll stop in Vietnam, and then after that, we'll stop in Alaska. And uh, Joe must not have been happy. We played for you yesterday some of the clips of old Joe in Vietnam where he was <laughs> completely out of it uh, because of all the time zone changes and being 80 years old. He just and they made him do a press conference, which they actually cut off. His staff cut off the press conference. It was enough because he was making no sense. Uh, he was telling his old story again about a John Wayne movie where we have the line that you're a lying dog faced pony soldier. You're a lying dog faced pony soldier. Man, that's he's used that on the campaign trail too. Apparently, it's in the movie, I, a John Wayne movie from what the 1940s. I have no idea. This sticks in this man's brain, and he just brings it up every now and then because he thinks it's amusing as a little line that he can use. So it turns out that when he was making his way back to the U.S., they eventually got to Anchorage, Alaska yesterday, which happened to be the 22nd anniversary of the terrorist attacks. Nowhere near ground zero, but Biden did talk a bit about the anniversary of 9-11. 
to some U.S. troops in Anchorage, Alaska, and here's part of what came out. To renew our sacred vow, never forget, never forget, we never forget. Each of us, each of those precious lives stolen too soon when evil attacked. Ground Zero in New York, and I remember standing there the next day and looking at the building. I felt like I was looking through the gates of hell. It looked so devastating because the way you could away from where you could stand. You're a lying dog faced pony soldier. Yeah, I'm afraid so, President Biden. Uh, it appears from all accounts and uh, research into it that, uh, well, he wrote a biography, an autobiography in 2007, Promises to Keep. And in that book, he talked about uh, what was going on with 9-11 when he was in the U.S. Senate. This is right about the time he's about to be picked as the vice president by Obama. But back in 01, he was a U.S. senator. And he wrote that he arrived in Washington on the morning of 9-11 after American Airlines Flight 77 hit the Pentagon. And I could see a brown haze of smoking hanging in the otherwise crystal clear sky beyond the Capitol Dome. He wrote in the book, I headed back to the Capitol the next morning. The next morning would be September 12th, 2001. In that clip we just played, he tried to make it sound in front of the troops in Anchorage yesterday that he was at ground zero the day after 9-11. In fact, no one can find in any accounting of Biden's travels that he ever made it to ground zero. As you know, then-President George W. Bush was there a couple of days after 9-11, made that famous speech. A White House official told the New York Post that Biden was thinking about visiting ground zero on September 20th. 2001 as part of a 38 senator delegation nine days after the attack the key word in that sentence is thinking it's not that he has to go to ground zero but if you're going to tell that story to make it sound like you were really close to what happened and you're really in connection with the tragedy don't lie because you're nothing but a lying dog-faced pony soldier right joe aren't you you're a lying dog-faced pony soldier yeah keep going keep you're a lying dog-faced pony soldier He's a lion dog-faced pony soldier. You're a lion dog-faced pony soldier. He's a lion dog-faced pony soldier. You're a lion dog-faced pony soldier. He's a lion dog-faced pony soldier. You're a lion dog-faced pony soldier. He's a All lion right, Joe, you can sit down pony. now on the couch, the bench here in Bidenville, because the other part of the story we're talking about you is uh, this was probably inevitable. The House Speaker, Kevin McCarthy, the Republican from California, said today, that he's got three House committees that are going to open an impeachment inquiry into Biden in an effort to get some bank records and other documents from the president and, of course, the son, Hunter. Now, depending on what world you live in, you can go to one website, and I did, and I'll tell you it was Breitbart, and uh, it's all full of this is the beginning of the end. Even Mitt Romney's on board, said a story. This is it for Biden. Curtains. He won't make it to next year's election because he's going to be impeached and he's probably going to have to resign, Okay. In the other universe, and I'll just throw one out there, NBC News, this looks like this is just McCarthy trying to appease the MAGA wing of the Republicans in the House of Representatives. They have been pressuring him to do this. Otherwise, they're threatening to revolt. They're always threatening to revolt. But anyway, whether you you call them the MAGA wing, there's another Freedom Caucus. Obviously, both parties now are very split. The country split, and even the two parties, which... We really should have more, but the two parties we have are split within their ranks. You have your moderates and you have your far right 
in the Republican Party and you have some other faction in the Democratic Party. You have your moderates and then you have your left crazy progressive wing, the woke people. Both parties have the same problem. So this is being painted as McCarthy is just going through the motions here to satisfy the MAGA people. It may never really get to the inquiry stage, but he made the announcement to appease these folks. That may be true, but we'll have to see what comes out of this, because clearly the Bidens have been up to something for quite a few years. I always remember a story right after Joe Biden was elected to the U.S. Senate. This would be 1972-73. Yeah, that's when he got to the Senate. He basically was grumbling that he's not paid enough. And I think from there, the plan, particularly as Biden moved up the ladder in power, was to make sure there were ways for him to enrich himself and his family. And then, you know, eventually he saddled with this dopey son who's got nothing else to do. So you can send him out there along with apparently Joe Biden's brother was involved in this too. And you can basically, it's called sell access, right? My father, my brother is vice president. He's on the cusp of being president and he did become president. So you can have that kind of access to inside Washington, D.C. If you just uh, bring aboard Hunter Biden and my brother, Joe Biden's brother, make them some kind of payment so we can keep the access going. Because millions of dollars has flowed, tens of millions, I think, to Biden and family members. And you have all these strange bank accounts and you have Joe Biden with these alias emails. I mean, there's so much smoke here. Clearly, there has to be a massive fire behind all this. How else did you explain all this money for Hunter Biden? You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. Yeah, who would pay Hunter Biden tens of millions of dollars over the years just when it happens that his father was vice president and now president? For what? What special skills does Hunter Biden have? He can't even paint. Clearly, there's something up here with the family. But, you know, if they did a good job burying it, this may end up being a zero because you can't just announce this and you can't just make these implications as I just laid out. That's not enough to convict and certainly probably not enough to impeach because even if the House votes to impeach him, as we know with Trump, it has to go to the Senate for a vote. We're, we're pretty much deadlocked. Actually, the Democrats have a slight edge. So uh, this probably wouldn't make it through that House, even if it passes the House of Representatives. But, you know, it's a big story today. And I think it does prove that the entire Biden family is a bunch of lying dog-faced pony soldiers, but that's politics today, right? You got the Trump family, too. Johnny Ken, KFI, AM 640. We're live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. We got an update in a story we've also been covering recently, and that's a proposal on the west side of Los Angeles to house some homeless people. Yeah, the west side of Los Angeles. We're not talking too far from where the west side pavilion is in the area of Pico Boulevard. And people who live in the neighborhood are saying no to the councilwoman, Katie Yaroslavsky, who has made her point that, well, these are folks that just don't have a home and they're, they're your neighbors. So we're just going to house them where they're hanging out in your neighborhood on the west side. So they have a proposed site and uh, they're working on a plan to put homeless people into this uh, particular structure. And we'll talk about it after the news at 2 o'clock because there's been a development in the story concerning a staffer for Katie Yaroslavsky, a staffer that used to work, used to work for a nonprofit that got a pretty good deal involving the homeless. So this all ties into what we referred to on the John and Ken show 
as the homeless industrial complex. The spending that is very circular, doesn't really make any difference in the homeless problem. Lots of money goes out there by the billions, and it just enriches a whole lot of people, or often nonprofits, and it helps them build huge, huge organizations with many employees and many contracts with government agencies and grants and all that. But again, moving us forward on the homeless problem, getting these people off the streets doesn't really work. So we'll get into that coming up after the news at two o'clock. Well, we're going to stay in the world of politics for one hell of a bizarre story. There's a woman, a Democrat, if that matters to you, running for a seat in Virginia's state legislature. It's called the House of Delegates. Uh, Susanna Gibson is her name. Her profession is a nurse practitioner. She's got two young children. And the Washington Post broke a story that apparently she and her husband have been showing up on something called Chatterbait. You familiar, Deborah Mark? I, Chatter- I, I'm not. No. Chatterbait. C H A T U R B A T E. It combines two words. Can you guess what words those are? Chatter. <laughs> Chat. And bait. Yes. Y- yeah, but they took out a few. It's masturbate. I, yeah, I didn't want to say that. Oh, you're such a clean girl. Okay. Uh, Yeah, you just said bait. Anyway, uh, there's more than a dozen videos of she and her husband uh, performing sex acts on the Chatterbait stream. They've been archived uh, into uh, another one of the sites called, oh, that's a good one, Recurbait, in September 2022 after she entered the race. Uh, Two videos were archived on September 30th of last year. It's unclear when the live stream occurred, but in case you haven't figured this out yet, people, I guess, pay so they can view couples having sex live. And you can actually chat with them when they're... You chat with them while they're having sex? Yes. Gibson can be seen in the video soliciting tips for performing specific acts. Wow. This is allegedly in violation of Chatterbait's terms and conditions, which says requesting or demanding specific acts for tips may result in a ban from the platform for all parties involved. Now, she claims in the videos, she's telling the viewers, I'm raising money for a good cause. Hmm. In multiple videos, she interrupts the uh, sex acts to type into a bedside computer. So there you go, Deborah. That's the chat part of this. Right. She's speaking directly to people that are okay. uh, weighing in on Mm -hmm. what's going on. Speaking directly into the screen, Doesn't she urges that kill the mood. She, she urges viewers to. Some people like to perform in front of other people. It doesn't kill the mood. They're very turned on by it. Yeah, now. but you're st- you're stopping what you're doing, and then you're typing. Yeah, because she's got a request for something, and then she realizes, ka-ching, she can turn this into tokens. Wow, tokens are purchased through the site. In at least two videos, she agrees to perform certain acts only in a private room. An arrangement that requires the viewer, you probably guessed it, to pay more. Yes. I need, like, more tokens before I let him do that. Hmm. One token, no. More raising money for a good cause. Almost immediately as tips do arrive, she says thank you. Five times and tell her husband, uh, okay, I'll agree to do that. Do you have any guess what that was? Uh, I'm not guessing. Ah, come on. No. (laughs) Uh, So her attorney has apparently responded that this is some sort of Revenge porn. Uh, Really? Virginia does have a revenge porn law, which makes it class one misdemeanor to maliciously distribute nude or sexual images of another person with the intent to coerce, harass, or intimidate. 
were working closely with state and federal law enforcement. But these these were archived on a place where I guess you could. The couple had more than fifty seven hundred followers. Wow. Yeah. So that could turn into a lot of tokens. That can. Many of the videos remained available to the public or on other unrestricted sites as of Saturday. Probably by now, that's different because everyone wants to know, are you staying in the race? And of course, she says she's staying in the race. Everything now is politics. They're just trying to get me and I won't let them get me. And I'm going to apparently control of the state houses in Virginia is pretty close between the Republicans and the Democrats. Uh, asked why Gibson had a reasonable expectation of privacy on this chat debate. Her lawyer pointed to a court ruling that found that it was unlawful for a man to secretly record his girlfriend during a consensual sex encounter if he did not show the video to others, even if he did not show the video to others. But that doesn't seem to apply here. No, these two are consenting. Absolutely. To- if you're going to do that, you're going to put that out on uh, whatever site uh, just assume that people are going to see it and they're going to share it, especially if you're running for office. Yeah, I, uh, the secret world of what turns people on. So we'll see how she fares in her race for the uh, one of the state houses in the state of Virginia. All right, coming up next, we're going to talk about a story we have covered a few times before. It's the idea from Los Angeles City Councilwoman Katie Yaroslavsky to put some homeless people uh, near the Westside Pavilion Mall over there in the area of Pico, uh, West Rancho Park. Uh, anyway, this is being opposed. Uh, last time we covered this story, there was some sort of public meeting and they booed her and yelled recall. There's been another development in the story we're going to talk about next with a guest. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere. iHeartRadio app, Deborah Mark in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? 
The place to do it is Aaron's. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at Aaron's. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details.